August 25, 1992. Shots fired, one down. A thin voice crackled over the police band radio at 12.30 on a muggy Houston night. Immediately, the call went out, as it always does when a cop shoots a civilian. Ambulances, squad cars, a crime scene unit, internal affairs investigators, and representatives from the district attorney's office all converged in the quiet neighborhood of expensive brick homes amid towering pines bordered by manicured lawns. By the time assistant DAs Don Smith and Edward Porter arrived, Susan White, a 42-year-old former mortgage broker, was being barreled through the night in the back of an ambulance, one paramedic pounding on her chest as another forced oxygen into her lungs. Outside, in the back seat of a squad car, White's son, Jason, watched. Seventeen, but small for his age, he'd awakened to the shrill scream of the burglar alarm. Moments later, the pop of gunfire and two uniformed deputies rousted him from bed and pulled him down the stairs past his mother's darkened bedroom, where another deputy stood above the outline of her thin body, covered by a bloody sheet. Despite the summer heat, the boy shivered, his eyes saucer-wide. Smith, a wiry man with a ruddy complexion, glanced at the boy, then cornered the detective in charge. Who's the shooter? he asked. The detective pointed to a uniformed deputy in his late twenties, who stood jawing with a cache of others. Kent McGowan, the detective said. He was with two other deputies serving a retaliation warrant. She'd threatened a police informant. The deputies told her they had a warrant, but the woman wouldn't open up. They broke down the door. She pulled a gun, McGowan shot her. It all seemed simple enough, but... Retaliation? Smith repeated. Something didn't smell right. He eyed the house and figured it was worth a quarter million. Easy. Retaliation, making verbal threats against a police informant, was a third-rate felony, with a bond of $2,000. Where was the urgency? The woman wasn't a flight risk. Why would they break down a door in the high-rent district in the middle of the night to serve a warrant on a trash-heap charge like retaliation? Smith pulled Porter to the side. Cover it like a blanket, he whispered. Porter nodded, and Smith guessed his gut was acting up, too. They were a team. Smith was chief of the DA's civil rights unit. Porter worked under him. It was department policy. When a cop shot a civilian, someone from civil rights made the scene. They'd done a lot of these investigations together, too many, and too often in the middle of the night. While Porter, a balding man with a round face and brown eyes that appeared perpetually skeptical behind half-moon glasses, interviewed witnesses, Smith analyzed the scene. On a pad, he sketched the layout of the house, noting the back door splintered off its hinges, and a black shoe print where someone had kicked it in. He found no signs of a struggle in the kitchen or the den. In the living room, Smith noted blood smears on the plush pale gray carpeting and torn bloody gauze discarded in the adrenaline-pumping flush of attempting to save a life. Is she dead or alive? the prosecutor wondered. Smith made his way past the crime scene officers into the bedroom. It was a jumble. Clothes strewn on the floor, scribbled on yellow pads, piled on the desk, 
a half-empty Burger King drink cup sweating on the headboard. Black and white photos scattered on the dresser. Modeling-type photos of an attractive, tall, blonde, athletic woman in her early forties. He noted the name printed along the bottom. Susan White, the shooting victim. Next, Smith inspected the waterbed, a wash in blood. A fine, deep crimson spray fanned the wall behind it. White must have been in bed when McGowan pulled the trigger, sending a bullet careening through her profile. Another sliced through her chest. A third shattered her right arm.